Would you like to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Welcome to The Sweet Spot, where healing, spirituality, and culture meet. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Better as he introduces you to healing and spirituality in world cultures. Here's the host of your show, Robert Better. Hi, folks. It's Bob Vetter here. Before the podcast starts, I wanted to offer you something for free available on my website, www.bobvetter.com. It's a download of a game and map of the healer's journey called Sustos, named after the traumatic events that can lead to soul loss. The game provides insights in how we ourselves can be healed and how that process empowers us in our healing efforts with others. Get your free download at www.bobvetter.com. Now, let's get to our latest podcast episode. Welcome, listeners. I'm here today with Nicole DiCristofaro. Nicole helps spiritually curious women tap into their spiritual superpowers so that they feel more connected, centered, and confident in every way. Nicole is trained in the art and science of energy medicine with a master certification in intuition medicine. Her new approach to intuition development and self-healing combines ancient wisdom and modern science, the intuition mastery method. So Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you, Robert. So good to be here. Well, you have a fascinating backstory that I'm hoping you'll share with our listeners before we get into more of the nuts and bolts of how all of this works. So take us through a journey in your life. (laughs) Yes. Well, there's two parts that kind of uh, are uh, parallel in my journey of where I am today. And that was um, one primarily just feeling like very unclear who I was for most of my life, like who I was, what my purpose was here, um, a really deeper understanding of myself that I, you know, I just didn't feel like I connected or belonged or uh, fit in. And I was searching for that a lot, you know, my formative years, of course, and then up until my 30s. And what happened, the, the path that you know, kind of brought me to where I am today is my mother became ill with colon cancer. And she, we don't have a predominance of cancer in the family. And um, when I asked her why she thought she was ill, she said to me, honestly, my mother was a very spiritual woman. And she said, I'm sure it has to do with all the guilt and shame that I've kept inside of me for my life. And my mother was in her 50s when she uh, was diagnosed with colon cancer. So when I heard that, I really could understand that truth for her. And that could be the spiritual causation for her illness. And I went on a quest in my journey I really felt that I needed to heal her or find something that would cure her. And I kind of, I got a little obsessive, I'll admit. I kind of pushed her, you know, I was like, do this, do that, you know, because I I really felt that 
there was an alternative. There was something else beyond Western medicine and chemotherapy and all these things, because I know what the cost is of that. And my mother chose to go the traditional um, route of treatment. And I saw, of course, how her quality of life really was nil. And I, I was searching. I looked into Chinese medicine. I looked into, you know, more natural, naturopathic remedies and treatments. I even learned some energy medicine uh, modalities. I started studying Reiki and working with uh, someone on that. Um, but <laughs> when I when I did go on that journey of energy healing, I got a bit scared and it felt like that was a lot of responsibility that then this was put on me now to be the facilitator of healing. And I, I backed away from that at that time. And I didn't want that responsibility. So I did my best to try and find alternatives for my mother and take her to different places. And, you know, it, it was at the end, it was her choice, though. And she chose to do what she wanted. And eventually, you know, no amount of chemotherapy and treatments could help her. And she was given a, you know, you have six months to live, basically, type of thing. And that that put me into a, a real tailspin and I was probably in de denial about that diagnosis. And I do feel that, you know, that when you're given these types of diagnoses that you can either choose in and believe that that's what it is, or you can decide, well, maybe that's for some people, but not me, but my mother really did choose to depart this, this planet. And she told me, you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I just can't do it anymore. And it was hard for me to accept that because I really, you know, I wanted her to push and fight because that's what I would have done, you know, and, and it taught me a lot. Her, her whole experience and her illness taught me so much. And when she did pass in 2008, um, I had a, a really hard time. Uh, the grief was just so heavy. And um, it, it took actually two years for me to work through some of that. And it, and it was a visit, a session with an intuitive woman I knew that did healings. And she created a space for me to meet my mother spirit to spirit and really forgive myself for what I thought I didn't do and make peace with my mother. And um, that that was I walked out of that session feeling like a whole different person, my like a weight had been lifted off of me. And, um, you know, I really did feel that that the presence of my mother and her acknowledging that I went above and beyond for her. And she was very proud of me for doing a lot of the work I was doing in my own life and um, the, the woman I was. And, and so I think, no, you know, if I hadn't had that session, who knows where I'd be today, but, but that gave me some insight into what is possible even with, 
loved ones that are past and our own healing and things that, you know, we, we don't even imagine are, are happening to us on, on an energetic level. And that, you know, the guilt that I was holding on to for feeling like I didn't do a lot for my mother. So that was kind of what brought me, that was what brought me to where I am today and really my passion for helping people explore this for themselves. And again, holding space, not forcing it, but just providing a, a really healing space for people to find their own path. So that story kind of sets us up. The, so the, the, the main thing I would say that you learned from that is this connection in your mother's case of guilt and shame to as the spiritual causation of her physical illness. And then in your own case, you had to deal with guilt and shame and forgiving yourself. Now, how did that eventually lead you to the current modality that you use in working yes. with other people? Yes. So as I was working in different areas of, um, you know, I had been working with women who were on a self-discovery journey and especially they wanted to create healthy relationships. And that, again, was a lesson I learned from my mother because she didn't have healthy relationships. And and that was a big two part of that whole guilt and shame. It was tied into the relationships she created and exposed her children to that were very unhealthy. So I took, you know, that place of, or that stance of, I'm going to do this in honor of my mother and help other women who may be feeling like her create healthy relationships. And while I was in that line of, uh, of work and coaching and mentoring women as a love mentor, I kept hearing my clients say, you, you've provided this healing experience for me. And I, I was really, uh, I, I rejected that. I, I didn't want, I was resistant to hearing that because of, you know, past experiences in dabbling in the healing arts. But I decided to go and, and be curious again. And that closed that door. And that led me to studying um, intuition medicine, which is a, a practice a methodology taught at the Academy of Intuition Medicine in Sausalito, California. And the wonderful thing about that journey is it teaches you, it's like healer, heal thyself is the, you know, the theme. And when I saw the amount of transformation I could create in the practices I was learning within myself so quickly, you know, we always think, about different, you know, therapies, you know, that we can explore. And I've done, I've dabbled in some, but this one was the only one where I really felt it, you know, when we talked about the spiritual causation, it helped me see and understand that things that either have happened in this lifetime or previous lifetimes um, that were not fully healed or acknowledged were still locked in to my essence, still here, you know, really uh, almost in a way, I think getting my attention, you know, wanting to be healed. And many of us don't really tune in and get quiet and listen to our bodies. 
And that practice, this methodology really helped me know myself on the deepest level. So what would be an example of a way that you worked with a client in this intuition medicine and helped them to move forward? I mean, I get how it worked in your life. Now, how yeah. about carrying this out to somebody else? Yes. So, you know, I, I feel like many, many healers attract clients very similar to themselves and different uh, phases they've been through. Um, I have one client that um, she was a friend and also a client. And so I knew her very well. And I felt like she was similar to me in the aspect of she didn't really feel like she knew who she was very sensitive human being and just wanted to be loved. And in her, the family that she grew up in, it didn't happen for her. She wasn't, her, her needs weren't being met. And so it created a, a wound, you know, a, a gap. And when she came to me and, you know, just very depressed and, very triggered by people and, and you know everything was taken personally anytime somebody said something to her or didn't respond to her in the way that she wanted she you know was deeply hurt by it so you know imagine being in the world feeling like that all the time so what i helped her is to take the stance of being a neutral observer in her life of managing and protecting her energy, her space, and understanding that not everybody is the same and people are dealing with their own things and their own trauma and hurts and, and disappointments. And that, you know, even though she would like to be loved or, you know, um, spoken to in certain ways that, you know, that's not something she can always control. So she, at the end of the day, what can she control is her reaction and her um, way of looking and observing these things happening in her life and not taking it on as a personal front all the time. So we worked a lot on her being grounded in her body because of her trauma. She would leave her body a lot as a spirit and when you leave your body, it creates a physiological experience of being like you're almost dying. It puts the body into a stressful state and it can create anxiety and depression. I think that's something that most of the people that I work with, when they understand this, it makes it something clicks for them and they, they get it. Cause that, and that was for me too. I'm like, now I understand why I felt so disconnected and alone because I re really, my core essence, my, who I am, my soul, my spirit was not in my body all the time. And so when I got her to experience a full grounded spirit and the body, her, her taking ownership of her energy and then protecting her space so that she wasn't, you know, wanting all the all these other people to give to her to fill herself up and to help her feel whole. She finally understood what what you know what that whole experience was for her in her life and why she felt the way she did and why she felt so empty and and alone. So that that was a really beautiful thing to witness. She's still on her healing journey as we all are. 
but she can be in situations now and not get triggered and really hold space and observe people and be more neutral about it. You know, it's, it's never perfect, but she'll share wins with me of like, I had this conversation with my cousin and this happened and I was okay. I didn't go into a spiral and, and that's, you know, that's that anxiety and, and overwhelm and that reaction we get because there's a there's a core wound there there's there's something that happened that just keeps like poking at it right and and interactions with people can just be that poking that that pokes at that wound and when you learn to really heal that core wound and similar to like a lot of inner child work i would imagine and just really loving our inner child and, and making our inner child feel safe and protected. A, a lot of miraculous things can happen. So beautiful, Nicole. Maybe you can uh, take us through something that our listeners can do. What What is actionable from the work that you do that you could share with us? Yes. Well, at the core, and I mentioned it just now, at the core of, of it all, is being grounded, being connected into the present now experience. Because if you're in the past or in the future, you're definitely not in the present. And that can create a lot of anxiety. You can feel stressed, you know, thinking about what's going to happen in the future or living in the past. So um, I know for myself, when I'm feeling a little shaky, I can tell that I'm not grounded. <laughs> so what that means, it can it can look a lot of different ways, Robert. Um, my favorite grounding practice is actually a visualization because I'm not always able to be out in nature, you know, when I need it the most. And our energy follows our thoughts and intentions. So I sit, you know, usually I'm sitting with my spine, you know, a bit upright, but relaxed. I have my feet flat on the floor. I'm closing my eyes and I'm really welcoming the breath into my body and imagine that oxygen feeding my cells, calming the nervous system and just getting into that present moment experience with my breath. Breath work is very powerful for that. And I imagine that my feet chakras open up like flower petals and I welcome in earth energy. I allow that resonance, that frequency, you know, there is a frequency at 7.5 Hertz about on the Schumann scale and, and the earth has a pulsation of vibration. So really tuning into what that can feel like under your feet. Like what would it feel like if I can tune into the heartbeat of Gaia, right? And I like to ground from my root chakra into the earth. So while my feet are open and welcoming earth's energy and connecting to that source of that calming, soothing energy, because earth energy is very calming and soothing and nurturing and cleansing. I imagine then that from the base of my spine, the back of my root chakra, I just ask my body, how would you like to be connected into the earth today? And I imagine whatever comes to mind first, always trusting that first insight you get because that's your intuition. And I connect deep into the core of the earth. I imagine now if you're not a visual person, that's okay. You can sense, know, and just affirm it. And I just imagine whatever that connection looks like. So if it's a waterfall, I imagine that my body 
is connected is is a beautiful waterfall going into the center of the earth and i imagine a place in the center of the earth that's my sanctuary and i write my name there claiming my place there in present time and i really just drop a lot of my emotional energy whatever tenseness anxiety stress i'm holding on to it's almost like i get mother earth to compost all this energy for me and all of this can take as little as 10 minutes i, I usually take my students on a, on a guided imagery that's about 10 minutes long but it's getting connected to the earth and that calming frequency and it really can transform your whole day and a, a little you know advanced part of that is then i find my spiritual essence. I ask my spirit to be present wholly and fully in my body. And I imagine filling myself up with my spiritual energy and then reaffirming my grounding again so that I'm grounding not only my human body, but I'm grounding my spirit within my body. And there's some other modalities um, within, where there's some other techniques within this where I find the location of where I greet myself spirit to spirit um, in the hypothalamus area of the brain um, based on some research by Candace Pert, who's a neurophysicist. But that that's a little bit more advanced, but for now, just connecting into the earth in whatever way feels right. I know a lot of people or yoga classes teach about like growing roots and if you're if you feel good about roots and being connected to the earth that way great but let your body have creative license here ask your body what it needs is really the important thing because some days we need wood some days we need stone some days we need water or light and it, it really helps enhance the grounding experience now that works for me um, some people need to listen to a guided meditation in order to like not get distracted. And that's great too. There's tons of ways that you can find those, you know, grounding meditations. Some people like to be outside in nature and really connect with the earth. You know, the earthing principle of, you know, really connecting with that, the, the frequencies and the energy of the earth has a lot of science behind it. So I, I'm sure that's, something that if if you, if your listeners want to explore more there's a lot of research out there so if i understand correctly the formula is that in a lot of times when people experience trauma or let's say semi-traumatic events that the strategy is that you leave this world this world of where all the fear is and you you separate a part of you separates from the body so the the counter to that is to feel the body and feel the earth as a, a safe place that you can return to correct um, yeah. so my question is um to get back to the word that you used before of intuition medicine what is the connection between what you described here and this aspect of intuition in the work in other words is intuition that something that your students and the practitioners will develop through this process? Is it something that you're using in order to determine the nature of their, their issue and how to resolve it? How, do, how does intuition fit in? 
Yeah, great question. So we're all intuitive. We just maybe haven't developed our our abilities or strengthened them. And we have different ways that we're um, our superpowers are experienced. So for me personally, uh, clairvoyance, clairsentience, and psychometry are my intuitive ways of of getting information, getting wisdom. And our our higher selves, our spirits, and higher intelligence, the universal you know consciousness, is always available to give us information. Um, me, the human that I don't know everything. <laughs> I, I, I like my mentor has said, I wake up every day not knowing anything because it, it gives you that space to just learn, right? Um, so I want to be guided by either, if I'm working with someone, I want to be guided by their spirit, their higher self, or I also ask for guidance from maybe spirit guides, and the higher consciousness, the universal consciousness energy. So that takes um, you into that process of becoming that finely tuned instrument to receive wisdom and information. And it all and intuitively, like that sense of not knowing where it comes from, but just a knowing, a feeling, a sense, right? We may see images symbols, numbers, things like that. We just have, may have this voice in our head and that's all our intuition. Now it's a lot of people sometimes um, override the intuition with their ego or the fear voice, right? But the, the, in, the wisdom is always around us, it's omnipresent. So that's where I, I use my intuitive guidance to support somebody in on their path. And it, doesn't always look the way that you know maybe the client wants it to look if someone comes to me and they're complaining of a certain condition or or experience they're having and I connect with their spirit spirit to spirit their spirit might point me in a different direction so but I'm always trusting the higher wisdom because my human self like I said has limited capacity <laughs> so can you tell me one thing before we close, what what is the most surprising thing that you learned about developing intuition in this regard? Uh, the most surprising thing for me is how how intuitive I really am that I didn't give myself credit for that I doubted, and I think that that every I love seeing that happen in my students and in clients as well is that we have we have so much wisdom always available and we just block it doubt it second guess it and I still to this day when I have a session and, and something happens and then like a couple weeks later someone will say remember when you told me that during our session well lo and behold and and I always smile to myself because I love that I love that I, I don't I can't explain it I don't know how, how it comes to me I, I just the beauty and the miracle of our intuition and how it operates and how it's not really something that can be controlled per se but when you allow it and I think that's the big thing is not trying so hard and I used to try really hard <laughs> so that's something I learned is to just allow just surrender be open to it and that's when I get so much, so much wisdom. I, I think that it, it also 
speaks to the expectations that people sometimes have about what intuition should be that it should be this like i don't know a revelation from on high where you know the the sky opens up and you hear the voice of god whereas really in my experience the way it is it's like this little this little background thing you know and it's easy to say well that was just my imagination totally and i i used to be the same robert i used to think that a morgan freeman godlike voice would have to speak to me in order for me to actually know it's my intuition and so i was expecting my intuition to operate a different way and that's why i was frustrated or didn't feel i was gifted so that's you know that is something is to understand what are your most developed abilities and what are your least developed abilities? They can all be strengthened, but understanding how your intuition is already communicating to you and then really honing in on that and nurturing that and 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 allowing that to be the way that you receive information is gonna really take you far in your development. And as far as that development goes, would you say that that same activity that you describe, that grounding activity can lead to intuition? Yeah, because it gets you really quiet and present in your body. When you're not here, how can you get those messages? It's like being ho not home and your phone's ringing, right? Your, your landline <laughs> back in the old days. You know, if you're not home, who's here by the way and those messages are just going somewhere and not being received so when you're this when you're when you're the receiver when you're home present and and going okay the messages i'm open let's 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 allow them in and and you have to be in a quiet present stance a grounded place for that that's when it happens. That's when, you know, the skies do part <laughs> because you're like, oh, this is what it's like to really feel connected and, and present in this moment. Yes. Well, I love your analogy about you have to be, you have to be home in order to get the phone call. <laughs> yeah. At least the, those of us who remember a landline will get that, yes. that connection. Yes, yes. Well, Nicole De Cristofaro, thank you for what you've shared with us today. Can you tell us how our listeners can contact you if they want more information? Sure. So my website is divineflowhealing.com. And I also on Facebook and all, you know, different social media outlets. So Divine Flow Energy Healing is the full name of my business. So if you did a Facebook search, you would find me there. And then Instagram is Divine Flow Healing as well. So, yeah, if I have, if people are interested in knowing what their spiritual superpowers are, like what their most developed abilities are, I do have a free assessment. So you can find it on my website, divineflowhealing.com, on my Facebook page, Instagram, all the links are there. Um, I'd love for you to discover what those are and then start really honing and paying attention to how your intuition is already speaking to you. Wonderful. And what a beautiful message that you shared with us today, Nicole. So thank you for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you, Robert. And thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Before you go, I wanted to remind you of free healing resources available on my website, www.bobvetter.com.
This has been Healing and Spirituality in World Cultures with Robert Vetter. Thanks for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share with everyone you know who might benefit from these messages. Until next time, remember, be kind and loving to yourself and others. Together, we can heal ourselves and help build a better world.